Welcome to Raiders on the Record, the podcast featuring Hastings High School Athletics. I'm Athletic Director Trent Hansen. My colleague Tim Hanneberg and I work together to bring you the stories of Raiders sports. We are thrilled to share conversations with the athletes, coaches, and alumni that represent Raider Nation. Check back weekly and be sure to share this podcast with your friends in the Raiders Network. Elliot Wilcox is a 2010 Raider graduate. During high school, he was a member of the swim and dive team where he was a six-time varsity letter winner and a six-time all-conference recipient. Elliot was also a six-time state qualifier in a variety of relays or individual swimming events and during his senior year, racked up accomplishments such as All-State, All-American, and set the school record in the 50 free. After high school, he attended UND where he won Freshman Swimmer of the Year and still holds top 10 times in multiple events. After two years at UND, Elliot transferred to UW-River Falls, where he entered the health and wellness field. Elliot is still very active today, where he trains and competes in triathlons. Here we are with Elliot Wilcox. Elliot, we always start at the beginning of someone's life, so let's hear about you growing up. Uh, Were you always from Hastings, or did you guys eventually move to Hastings? brothers, sisters, let's hear about your mom and dad as well. Um, so I'm the baby of five. Um, so kind of a big family. Um, my mom swam back when she was in high school and she was also from Hastings. So, um, the term we use is a townie. And so, uh, I'm technically a townie since I still live in Hastings. Um, so that's kind of what like launched that swimming career or that kind of athletic path. And then, um, but first my sister actually swam. And so, you know, growing up as a person, you know, the older sibling, you're always at their events. And so when I became of age, Ellie can swim now. And so I kind of got launched into that sport um, just because my sister did it. Um, And uh, so that's where like how I got into swimming um, through my like family and spouses. Perfect. The next thing we always like to hear about is the schools you attended here in Hastings. If there is any teacher you could remember, it doesn't have to be every grade, but any kind of teacher that really had a big impact on you at each school, let's hear about their name and I'll make sure I send it out to them and and let them know that they had a big impact on you. Yeah, well, I really don't remember too much from like elementary school. I went to Pinecrest. Um, And so I started swimming really, really young. And so right after I was done with swim or school, I would walk over to the middle school, which is right next to each other and go to swim practice. And so I went to the middle school in Hastings. Um, I really liked all the gym teachers. Those were probably like my biggest impact, like Mr. Roar. I know he's retired now, Hmm. um, but I have his son as my dentist. So I kind of still keep in touch (laughs) a little bit, talk to Tyler. Um, I'm sure you know Tyler. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then um, uh, Mr. McGinnis was really fun. he actually swam some mornings before school. So if you didn't know that he actually used to do that for like exercise. Um, like, you know, some teachers walk the halls, McGinnis would swim in the pool. Um, and so, so he was probably another one. Um, and then as I progressed through high school, um, I got really into like autos classes. So I had, um, Mortel. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he was probably another big role model that I had. And he was just very like, um, strict i don't know if you 
were you around in the Mortel times? I was not. I I, I have. Yeah. Uh, he subbed a couple times when I was working at the high school, so I have met him. Yeah, and he yeah, recently he, passed away, so that was he did. Yeah. So him and I had a really good relationship and uh, he would stay after school, like beyond hours and help mm -hmm. me paint my car and do extra work. <laughs> and uh, he would order pizza and stuff, you know, for, uh, you know, those later nights, paint my car. So, so yeah, those kind of teachers were my big impacts at school. Awesome. The next thing we always like to hear about is the sports you play growing up. So you already talked about you swimming. I typically like to stop with our sports uh, at the youth level, right around seventh grade seems like the people we always have on here kind of get more serious in the seventh and eighth grade year, kind of later on in middle school, get brought up to the high school or the JV kind of level varsity and JV level. So let's hear about the sports you played growing up. Um, in, I started swimming early on, um, mm -hmm. in elementary school, um, you know, even doing lessons down to like, you know, lifetime fitness, but in middle school, I explored like, Oh, there's soccer. So I got to play soccer. I did track and cross country, some cross training, and then after I was done with those sports and then I would go to swim practice. And so I would go like two hours at cross country and then go to like an hour and a half of swim practice right afterwards. And so, um, those are some rough years, but I really got to like meet some new friends. And so swimming's not like a huge sport of like a lot of people do it. And so your friend group is really small and that's who you hang out with. And so joining those other sports, I really got to like make friends. Um, you know, kind of odd saying, but yeah. So starting in seventh grade, it always kind of makes the most sense to start in seventh grade fall and then we'll go seventh grade winter and then spring. If you did play a sport in each of those seasons, let's hear about that. Um, okay. And then anything else that went along with each season. So if you would start on varsity at that year or you were on the JV or maybe oh, the you... middle school in those early years. And yeah. Then, you really uh, want to go deep, huh? Let's go. Let's we're, oh, we're go real deep. Sure. Here, yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, uh, and anything that goes along with those years as well. So like if you were a captain, if you were a state qualifier, state place winner, uh, any relays that you're on, um, anything that goes along with the teams that did really well. So once again, like a section championship for a team, anything that goes along with each year. Sure. Um, so seventh grade, um, I was dedicated to swimming. So, um, so I kind of gave up that track and soccer kind of lifestyle and dedicated my career to swimming. And so I, w I made varsity fresh uh, that first year I lettered, I went to state, I, with a relay. I made all conference. Um, I was a sprinter. Um, and so I got a letter jacket when I was in the seventh grade. So how many seventh graders do you see with the letter jacket and a state symbol on it? Um, not very many. Mm -hmm. And it was like way too big for me because my parents were like, you're going to grow into that. Um, <laughs> I grew out of it at like 10th grade, but, um, and so my, my career basically revolved around swimming um, just because I tried that other stuff in those previous mm -hmm. years. And then um, you know, there's always that risk of injury and stuff. So I guess my, um, you know, starting at, you want me to go up to 12th grade or you just oh, yeah. we'll okay. go all the way through? Sure. Okay. And so, so yeah, so I, I qualified for state all years. So all six years, um, I uh, all conference all years, um, uh, all section. Um, basically I started qualifying for state. Um, I think it was like my ninth grade year. Um, but that wasn't like placing top eight or top 16, which come back for swimming for state. So, and that was when I was swimming distance. And so there's like sprinters and then there's distance. And so like different muscle fibers 
do you want to endure pain for a long period of time or do you want to endure pain for a short period of time? And I had, uh, when I did high school training, that was with Jerry Rupp and um, Katie McKelpin, I think her last name is now, mm-hmm. used to be Rusin. Um, and those were my coaches. And so 10th grade came and I was just like, I don't want to do distance anymore. I'm done doing the five and 200. And Jerry said that I could sprint if I made a state cut in an event at like a park swim meet, like middle of the year, you know, get a state cut and you're done with doing distance. Well, I got my state cut and I was done doing distance. (laughs) And so, and so I hated distance so much that like, if I did a 500 yard swim, I wouldn't actually sprint or try hard until like the last 25 or 50. Like I just didn't know how to pace correctly or something, but it was just, was not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you know, so I guess those like four years of my career were kind of boring or, you know, three years just cause I did distance. I was mediocre. I wasn't really fast. Like, um, in my opinion, I wasn't fast to other people. I might have been fast cause I lettered and, you know, did stuff, but, um, there are always people faster than me. Um, and so then I started sprinting, um, junior year, I, I was doing like 50 free, hundred fly. And I made, I think it was top 16. Um, so I really didn't progress or like come back or like make a statement until like junior year of high school. And so I did like individual re- events. I did relays, but I just didn't make it back for like finals. And so, um, I was also really short as a swimmer. Um, so like, like wrestlers, you get to wrestle at somebody like your same weight class. Mm-hmm. Um, like the people who beat me in swimming were like seven feet tall and I'm like <laughs> five and a half feet tall. And so like, it, it's just a little different. Um, you know, same thing can go for running or those kind of sports as well. But, um, and so I didn't, I didn't, I was pretty short. I didn't have a growth spurt. So I was like five ten, and I I placed junior year, but then senior year came and like, I really progressed. Um, I don't know if it was cause I signed my, I signed my national letter of intent to go to college in the fall of senior year. Um, and so like a part of me was doing like that senior slide, but with athletics, it is a thing, you know, like I signed my national letter of intent. I'm good. I'm go, you know, um, and then, and the only reason I did that in the fall, some athletes wait like later in the year is because like, I just made like this, um, it was like a five statewide record for like long course swimming for like club. And so it was at a university and they're like, come to us. And so I was like, okay. And they're like, sign now. Um, and so I was kind of like the senior slide. So for some reason, senior year, I just like kicked it into gear for some reason. Um, and then that's when I placed really well. Uh, so senior year, I got, um, all American, all American honorable mention. I got the 50 free school record. Um, and that was, that was there since I think 95. Um, so like an kind of an older record. Um, I was, um, I think it was nominated for like summer of the year. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, each year throughout high school for all six of mine, you know, I, I qualified for state through a relay or individual events. Um, and swimming in high school is like fast, like here, 
But then like, you know, like there's always club sports that bring it up to here. Mm -hmm. And so like, I even had club sport friends that went to their high schools that were like, I'm too fast for you. I'm not even representing my school. I'm going to go train for this. Yeah. You know? And so, so yeah, I was like, who's showing up this year, you know, to, you know, challenge us at state or that kind of thing. And it's like some years it'd be really hard and some years it'd be really easy depending on like the circuit of swimming in, in, in the U S. Perfect. Yeah. So looking back, another question we always like asking everybody when they're looking back on their high school career is a really rewarding experience. Was it, what do you think being part of the swim team? What do you think one of the most rewarding experiences was for you? Um, I mean, so you've been to like a state meet for wrestling, mm -hmm. you know, when you get out on the mat, you know, there's thousands of people in the stands, you know, you're on that base level. It's like stadium, you know, you're just adrenaline's pumping, you know, you're there in the moment trying to take it in. Um, same kind of thing for swimming, you know, that natatorium, you know, you got 5,000 people, 2,500 on a side and outside of the pool, you know, it was televised and stuff. So I think just like, that was probably the most re rewarding thing, you know, despite like the records and like, um, you know, placing for state, just like in that moment, I was just like, and you get to pick out your walkout song, mm -hmm. you know, when you walk out behind <laughs> the block. And so, uh, so what did you walk out to? Do you remember? Uh, it was some sort of rock and roll music. I was kind of like, I didn't know about it. And then Jerry, my coach is like, you get to pick out your song. And I was like, I don't know. And he wanted me to pick like, mama's going to knock you out. Ooh, or like, <laughs> you know, but I was just like, no. So it was just some sort of rock and roll. I think some ACDC song. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I know this next one is kind of similar to that rewarding experience, but do you have a favorite moment for being a high school athlete? Um, high school athlete. Um, so I'm going to go revert back to, you know, high school athletics. So being with your friends, I think is like the big part. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I know we're just talking about high school, but it's something that like the swim team or your team is like your people, you know, like there, at times there'll be, you know, you're spending more time with your teammates and your parents. Cause like you're going home, you're doing homework and you're going to bed and like, you know, that two hours you spend with those people. And so, um, you may, it's like a family, like there's a lot of like this, like, you know, some people like don't like each other, you know, families don't like each other, you know, but it's just something that like you come together as a group and you all enjoy something. And then you can like grow off that and push each other. And, uh, as an adult, I still compete in other stuff. We'll probably talk about that later, but like, it's so hard to like get down and cheer for an another adult. It's so like awkward. So just being able to f freely do that as a kid, you know, in that play stage kind of in life, it, I think was uh, probably one of my fun parts in that high school age. For sure. So you already talked about a couple of the coaches you had when you were in high school. So uh, Jerry Rupp and Katie McAlpin, I'm sure there's a lot more and the next couple questions, I always say they're probably impossible ones to answer. But looking back, who do you think one of the best coaches is that you swam for? And obviously, we could define that in many different ways. And someone that taught you something or someone that was always there for you or someone that you still are in contact with uh, to this day that really had a big impact on your life. But who do you think that best coach was uh, for you growing up? Um. Is there a cap on growing up? Is that like 18 and under? <laughs> no, you, you could uh, you could say any time of your life here. 
So anybody okay. that's been a coach in your life here. Yeah. Um, I had a coach in college. His name was Lucas Barler. Um, he was probably, he's probably eight years older than me. Um, so he was actually went to the same college that I did, but you know, eight years before. Um, and since his time from graduating, he actually coached um, the Texas Longhorns um, swim program. And so see, and so like there's certain programs around the country and Texas Longhorns at the time, like if you were an Olympian, you were practicing with them. And so like being eight years older than us, like having that experience and like being able to relay that, you know, um, a little bit better with somebody more so your age and then um, kind of teach you stuff that like, this is what everybody else is doing, mm -hmm. but this is what we're doing and this is why and teaching you the why and i think a lot of like coaches don't teach you the why or they'll just say hey you're doing that wrong but they don't say teach you why you know mm -hmm. that kind of thing he was able to like basically teach us to like understand swimming in a different way um that was just like what we are seeing now in like other types of athletics because this is like before technology you know before smart watches before you know a little bit more tracking and so that was more um, maybe later, you know, as I grew up. So Lucas Barler, hands down, um, he is still a coach. We still keep in contact. Um, um, but yeah, just able to like connect through like his experiences and like connect with like, you know, an athlete was, was just beyond what I've seen with somebody else. For sure. I think that's always, I think it's a hard thing for coaches too, or teachers as well to kind of make what they're teaching or coaching relatable to the kids. So, but, but when you are able to make that relatable, I think that's when the, just like you're saying, those connections are made and, and maybe those lifelong connections or that lifelong learning takes place too. So I think that's always something that we should strive for. It's, it's just really hard to do, you know, at certain ages too, you know? So I think like you're saying too, it's as a high school coach, sometimes it's like, Hey, we're swimming this and you can't deal with all the questions of why, why, why. So it's just like, we're doing it. Cause I say to, but if you, if you're able to just teach that, why, uh, throw that in and then kids are going to believe and buy in and then it kind of makes things a little bit easier too yeah for sure so so think about a teammate now so you named um you're talking about a lot of the teammates that you made along the way and a lot of the friendships that um still are lasting to this day so who do you think that maybe best teammate was in your life and uh, i always define this in many different ways i'm sure you could define a best teammate in many different ways too but who do you think that best teammate was in your life Um, well, if my wife's listening, I'll have to say my wife, okay. um, but for my teammate wise, when it comes to athletics or sports, um, I'll probably just say, um, uh, Cameron Hyde, uh, he, you know, we're, we're, go we're looking at like a large scale of, you know, a long history of, uh, of swimming here. And I met him in college. Um, he was on the team and swimming athletics is, um, you know, you swim in high school, you, there's high school athletics, like they take it another notch further. And so you're always spend, like I talked before, you're always spending time with, you know, the team, you know, a couple hours a day in college. It's like your life, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not a sport anymore. It's your life. And so Cameron Hyatt and I like really got along. We we're bus partners, you know, we did homework together and stuff like that. And so, but when you're traveling the country, trying to try to do homework and like doing swim meets, like you know, having that person to like talk to, um, you know, in athletics is nice. You know, um, some people might have like a locker mate or something next to them. You know, he was also mine, but 
Um, it just happened to work out that way. Awesome. So you've kind of mentioned college already. Take us through what that was like. You had a great senior year, kind of uh, you signed before your senior year and then you had a great senior year. So walk us through what the recruiting process was like for you. What schools were you looking at? Where did you eventually land? Uh, and then we'll go through your college career as well. Yeah. Um, so when you, when, when I started looking at like college athletics, basically there's like, where do I want to go and who's going to give me the most money? And so, and also it has to deal with like, do I like the team? You know, is it a good school? That kind of stuff. But basically it goes where like, where do I want to go? Where am I going to get the most money? And so I went to the U of M. I talked to the coaches. I could swim for them and be a walk-on, but I would get like enough to cover my books and maybe a little bit of lodging. So not very much, um, but a very nice school to swim for. Like people that swim there do big things. And so um, I went to go look at... I didn't go look at Madison. I was looking at them. Um, they weren't as fast as I liked. I like competed with them in like club regions. And um, you want to join a program that they're going to push you. You don't want to join where you're like the fastest person because like your room for growth, you get bored and it's not fun. Um, um, there, Ch Chicago, there's like a, a Carthage or whatever was trying to recruit me. Um, some smaller schools. Um, but my recruiting process was very short because I signed so early because um, they can't technically start recruiting until like the start of your junior year. And so um, and so I did a recruiting trip. Um, so I, I didn't research a lot of schools because um, I just didn't know where I wanted to go. And so um so the recruiting process was kind of fun um basically you know you talk to the coaches they vet them a little bit you kind of see like their record board you know you talk about like their programs like what kind of practices they do are they traditional what kind of technique work they have do they have risk of injury in certain parts of the team um you know basically like you're interviewing them that kind of thing um and it's kind of like playful interview i guess mm -hmm. it's not very like you know it's just like kind of chatting as you walk around a pool and like look at their lifting facilities kind of thing mm -hmm. um so so my biggest recruit trip um was at und um and i landed there just because they gave me the most money um for um, the program that they had and i went on a recruiting trip there and i liked I like the team. Um, uh, can I talk about the recruiting trip? In yeah. A, oh yeah. If, we usually try to keep it PG, but you could, you could yeah. talk about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. It's fun. Um, <laughs> so you really got to meet the team. Honestly, it was kind of awkward because like life as a coach and life as an athlete is way different. Like when you're an athlete, like you're always like, you know, stuff is happening. When you're a coach, you're standing on the sidelines. Like it's mm -hmm. so boring so boring you know um and so when on a recruit trips you you're you basically are the coach meaning that like during a two-hour swim practice you're watching them like mm -hmm. what do you do just sit there <laughs> you know and so it's kind of awkward and when you show up for a recruit trip um i think i stayed two nights and uh you know they hook you up with somebody on the swim team you stay with them um they have you meet the team you go to dinner, you go through like the, the, the cafeteria and stuff like that. 
Um, and then they kind of like teach you like the layout, like the football team sits over there, the hockey team sits over there. Cause it's like the athlete only kind of dining facility. And then, um, and then, uh, the one weekend I went, they actually had a swim meet. So I got to actually kind of see him like compete against another school, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. And that was, uh, SDSU. Um, I think they're the coyotes or whatever. Um, or USD, that's the coyotes. SDSU yep. is like the Jackrabbits. Jackrabbits, yeah. And so that was kind of cool. Um, and so it was kind of a fun experience, but very intimidating. Like I've always swam at that upper level of swimming with like older people, but like when your parents drop you off as like a 17 year old at a college and be like, hey, I'll pick you up on Sunday, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like intimidating, you know? And so, um, but it was fun. It was definitely worth it. And then you can kind of see like, you know, by the end of the weekend, you'd be like, you know, I enjoy this team. I can hang out with them, you know, like, um, you know, they're not partying too much or like, you know, they, they work well together or they hang out and stuff like that. And then that's really important. You know, like I've said before, like you hang out with these people all the time, you have to bond with them because if you don't, it's just going to end up going pretty bad. Perfect. And then let's hear about your college career. So you go to UND, and then what do the next four to five years look like for you? Up until now, or do you want to go up until now? We can we can go from when you walk onto the campus all the way up till now if you want. Okay, because I'm still competing. Oh, you are. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, never. Yeah, never ending. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I got recruited to be a, a sprinter. Um, I got like top ten um overall times and like the 50 free 100 free um 100 fly so like the top 10 you know throughout all the years you know of of the program um i got swimmer of the year freshman year i lettered freshman year i lettered sophomore year um and then what else and then yeah i mean i was an all-around swimmer like i could do distance um because our like i mentioned before our coach trained us in a different way and so we were still applicable like i'm sure you know distance runners that can do you know a really fast mile or two you know Mm -hmm. and so it's just a different type of training and so i did you know the mile a thousand free you know like hey we just need points you know throw them people in it you know we just need a body and so I, i did do some of that um and then I, it was really fun in college. Like, like I said before, people don't, uh, so right now I, I, I'm a personal trainer, um, like on the side. And so I get a lot of people that like, oh, I want my kid to um, go D1. And then they talk about like what they do and then what they want to do. And then I try to be like, but you have to do more. Like you have to give way more extra you know, rather than just like working out two or three times a week, you know, like it's just an amazing amount of time. And so when you go to college, um, NCAA had a rule that you can know, you can't swim more than 20 hours a week in the pool. And then we had three hours a week of dry land or lifting training. And so 23 hours a week was dedicated just to swimming. Um, that is a lot of time. And so basically it comes out to nine practices a week. So mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, evenings, Monday through Friday. And so, and that starts pretty close to like the beginning of the year for school to like the end. And then you have a summer program you have to adhere to too. And your coach is like, you know, are you doing it? I'm going to call your coach to make sure you're showing up and doing that, you know, um, which was good. 
it it was good um and then so it was really brutal people get injured i'm dealing with a swimming injury right now um in college shoulder injuries was really common low back injuries um because coaches are worried about like pushing you at 100 percent, and then like oh yeah do good at your grades you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to get as much as I can out of you because this is a, you know, business transaction. Oh yeah. Do good with your grades, you know? And so we would have like masseuses that would come with us, like that would stretch us out, um, like before and after swims when we would travel or even if we're at practice, like, Oh, Elliot cramped up, pop out, go see Bob. And so it was cool to kind of have that atmosphere. You know, you got all the free gear and stuff, um, you know, going to college. I think a lot of athletes really like that. Um, I really don't wear all that stuff any much anymore. <laughs> um, but it was cool for like a f- few years, you know, it takes up a few things in my drawer and I made a quilt. Actually, my mom made a quilt out of some of those shirts. So they're still in use. Nice. Um, and so, um, so it was cool, you know, jumping up to that different progress. Um, in college, you go on a training trip every year. And so we go to, our team went to Florida and we just train and since it's not technically a school week ncaa of 20 hours a week in the pool does not apply and so um during like an average week of swimming we would probably push like 20 30 thousand yards between like those nine practices and during this nine day stretch of you know paradise in florida we were over a hundred thousand yards you know in nine days you know we were in the pool constantly because the ncaa rule didn't apply so just like you're in paradise but you're going through it um so that was my freshman and sophomore year and then um so athletics takes its toll on a lot of people um probably more a lot of people don't talk about it um and that's burnout and so like i have friends that um swam like one of the fastest swimmers in the country they get to college they're like i'm done and you're like such a waste of talent like that talent could have cured cancer but for swimming you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so um i got to the point of like um this is really hard and i'm here to do school and pay for school you know i'm not going to be swimming the rest of my life and i know i said i'm still swimming so you know look at me talking right now um and so my my degree was business at the time and so i was starting to get into like health and wellness man like wellness kind of atmosphere you know like is swimming enough for me and so so talk about transferring so i only swam two years at university of north dakota and then talk about transferring to a different school to look into a program because wellness just started coming into like the scope of work in like 2010. And so like those programs are like revolutionary when it comes to like actually having a degree in it, not somebody just selling like herb, like herbs on, you know, Facebook marketplace or like, you know, scent stuff or whatever. Um, it's actually a degree. And so, um, so I took a year off just to kind of like figure out what I want to do. And so, um, I didn't like go through that four years of swimming. Um, and then I ended up going back to Inver Hills Community College, which is close to Hastings, because not all of my credits would transfer to River Falls, which had a health and wellness management program. And so I um, got a um, I got a certificate in exercise sports science, um, and then I got a um, associate's degree in exercise sports science and so basically i was like a certified personal trainer with like an associate's degree 
And so that kind of helped me like get into a little bit more of like a job market, you know, like I'm in athletics, you know, a previous swimmer, you know, and then I got a job being a personal trainer, which is a great job if you're going to college, just because you can take a quick certificate and then make good money on your own time, you know, Mm -hmm. doing fitness, you know, and learning. And so, so then I progressed to, um, University of Wisconsin River Falls, which had a health and wellness management program. And then I was able to finish that out there. And then, um, and then I was just, um, bodybuilding at the time, like, you know, just somebody working out. And then, um, within the last, this is my second year, but I've been doing master's swimming. So, um, there's a lot of like older, I'll say older people leagues in a lot of different sports that people can join. And this one that I do is master swimming. So I swim with like a group, um, three times a week and I actually compete and meet throughout the years or throughout the year, um, or on like the Metro. Um, and then, so, I, so that's why I compete in still since college. And then these last two years I got into triathlon. And so now I'm in a, um, I do the Olympic distance, which is like a mile swim, um, 25 miles on the bike and then a 10 K or 6.2 run. And I've been doing that in the last two years. So then this last August, I just got back from nationals over in Milwaukee. And so I went from like sprinting in college and high school. Now I do like long distance endurance events. And so I like, I had to learn on how to like, all right, this isn't 20 seconds or less. What is like a two hour and a half, two and a half hour race, you know, mm-hmm. at all out max capacity. Um, so I had to like retrain myself. So, so yeah. Um, so I'm still competing in that. Um, I'm the fastest swimmer in, um, swimming of the sport of triathlon in Minnesota. Um, not just for my age overall, I'm the fastest swimmer of my age in swimming in the country for, um, you know, my event. Um, but which in triathlon, it really doesn't mean much because it's like 20 minutes of the race, which is like two hours long. So yeah. So, um, I'm working on other stuff, a lot of, uh, other new things to progress on, I guess. For sure. So you said you're dealing with an injury right now. Is that kind of taking you out of it? Is it teaching you something else? Are you kind of training those other areas? What's that kind of look like for you? Um, so this is going to sound kind of weird, but, um, uh, sometimes it's good to have an injury, you know, it really t- helps you take a step back um, and like, you know, have a different goal. Cause I feel like a lot of people get injured when you don't have a goal. And this is kind of the result of that. Um, I work at a desk all day um, and work's been really hard. So basically I'm dealing with a shoulder impingement. Um, I'm having to work on stuff um, like within my day, um, you know, sit at a desk and I have to like stretch it out and do some exercises throughout the day. Um, just to kind of get back into it because your body is never going to yell at you. It's always going to whisper at you, you know, when it comes to pain. And, um, and so I've been icing it. I've been trying to get it back to normal, but yeah, I've had to like bring that, bring down my swim workouts a little bit or like, um, just like tone them down as in like speed wise, you know? Um, so I'm looking for a stand-up desk. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it definitely impacts you. Um, but it's something that you push through and you just progress, you know, you're always going to, there's always going to be an injury and you can't always like be walking on eggshells. You know, I had turf toe a couple of years ago and if you've ever had turf toe, you know, and trying to learn to run on that thing, that's not very fun. You know, you, you're a wrestler, you know what turf toe is. I've never had turf toe. I've had plenty of other stuff happen to me, but yeah, n- never that one. But 
I know what you're saying. Sometimes, uh, and it's really hard as a coach trying to teach about, um, you know, failure and setback and injuries too are a huge part of that as well. But trying to teach our kids that sometimes those are blessing in disguises and you're able to train other areas better because of your time off, like you're saying right now too, you know, because of your time, maybe not so much time in the pool, you're training those other areas, you know, and you can strengthen those other areas. And then when that shoulder is kind of clear for you, you hit that pool just as hard as you were before. And those other areas are stronger now, but it's really hard to teach, uh, you know, 14 yeah. through 17 year old kids about how uh, a failure or an injury can help them out. So it's just, uh, it's a crazy concept. Like you're saying, sometimes they're blessing in disguises and your body is just, uh, it's pretty miraculous gift that, you know, it's, it's kind of telling you like, Hey, it's time to cool off on this one thing here. Let's, uh, let's dial it back a little bit. And then, um, if we're smart, we can train those other areas too. So it's pretty cool. Yes. So for you moving forward, any goals here with the triathlon or was your kind of main goal moving forward for you? Um, so tri- uh, I really like the sport of triathlon. Um, I really told my, I told myself two years ago when I started this, you know, during the COVID time, um, you know, bodybuilding wasn't enough. You know, I joined triathlon cause you actually have to move, you know, it's like getting off the couch, you know, and it takes a lot of your time. And so I wanted to do an Ironman. And so my biggest goal is like, I want to do an Ironman. That'd be so cool. Um, and then as I got into triathlon, um, I learned, you have to learn, you know, their swim, bike, run, strength training, nutrition, and like all these, like, honestly play in a role, you know, like how do you nutrition, take nutrition as you're trying to stay in zone five or zone four during a two and a half time frame. And, you know, like learning those intervals and like different kind of training methods and um, trying to work that in your schedule. Um, so right now I'm just sticking with Olympic. Um, and so, and I want to race it. So there's people that will go out there and they'll, I completed an Ironman or a half Ironman. I like to race, you know, like, um, like drive a race car, like have your foot on the throttle, like, be, you know, like being in control, but pushing yourself and like being able to like see time drop. And then basically like with that, you like set different goals, like in between there to see your progress. Um, and so I still have nationals this next August. I'm going to attend that. I haven't attended the nationals for swimming for masters, but that one's coming up here in the springtime and that's in Irvine, California. And so, um, you know, it just becomes, you know, as you get older, like where do you want to spend all your money too? Like, you know, just like you have to kind of pick and choose of what kind of sport you want to do. And so, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of like kind of focus on like per- perfecting my craft and like maybe long-term, you know, I'll get to that point where I'm going to try an Ironman and I'm going to push it. And so I just don't want to jump up too fast. And so, so yeah, just the year plan is, you know, just that hitting that August, I might throw like an ultra run in there. Um, I've done some ultra trail runs in the past. Um, but yeah, just one year at a time. Sweet. Before we move on to our last couple questions, anything else to put a bow maybe on high school or college and kind of post college as well. So anything else you maybe want to add into either of those three areas? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of been something I've been doing a lot lately. Um, it has to be, it has to do with stress, you know, stress, you know, I mean, there, you know, people cope with it differently in high school, you know, 
sometimes not good. And then in college, there's different kind of stress and different kind of coping mechanisms. And, you know, as you progress in age too. Um, and so with, when COVID happened, you know, stress through the roof. And so I did a, a breathing certification, like a Wim Hof certification that really focused on breath. And it is the most, you know, um, you know, swimming, uh, freestyle, very complicated stroke. You know, doing wrestling stuff, that's very complicated, very technical orientated. But breathing is the most simple and overlooked thing that people just like, you know, oh, you know, it just happens. No, like imagine you sprinting as fast as you can. What does that breathing feel like? And can you mimic it for me right now? And so like training for like meditation purposes, um, like to help calm and reduce anxiety and get focus because in college, not my college, I had a buddy swim for, you know, Ohio state. And he said that they would just meditate in a room and just literally think about them swimming really fast to that time that they want to go. So our, their mind was already set to go the speed because otherwise they didn't have to think about it. It just happened. And so just like that pre-meditation, mm -hmm. um, but as I get older, you know, just more of that, like, how does, um, during this triathlon, my breath going to change from swimming and then how do I change it to run and bike as well, you know, and because everything has different patterns. And so you probably see it with wrestling when people get gassed or, you know, like, or, or, um, you know, out of breath is because it probably has something to do with them not breathing enough. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of practicing those cues, um, is really important. So as simple as it is, you know, when I start with a client for personal training or anything like that, um, we go through breathing exercise so they can learn to like, you know, create a base, you know, create like good posture and like support that before we begin anything else. So like I said, anything else here that you want to put a bow on here for a high school, uh, college kind of post-college as well? Um, yeah, one thing, um, uh, my wife and I took my mom out for dinner tonight at Las Margaritas and, um, we were talking kind of about this podcast about like, what are you going to talk about? You know, and kind of going through the questions that you sent me and, and stuff like that. Just, um, and they were like, what are you going to say? And so, um, you know, why do we do athletics? You know, is it for the fun and it, does it actually help us like long-term? Um, you know, there's at some point you're going to stop playing your sport you know does it actually is it that investment you know that you dedicate all that time to and uh i, was, I would honestly say yes like it, it is it like creates good habits like long term you know like you know yes i still do this stuff that you know i did back then or maybe not as fast um but it creates good habits like you know in the early parts of your life that just really progress so even if you're like a person's not like a top end like key performer like they're gonna do better like later on in life just because they tried you know just because of that and so um you know it allows you to set goals and stuff and that's just like you know again with the breathing just something so basic and simple but you know you know, I'm sure as an adult, as you age, like you've learned how do you have to like set personal goals and stuff mm -hmm. and how much harder it is. You don't have a coach out there, like sitting on the bench, like, you know, what are our goals going to be today or for this season? Like you have to do that yourself. And so I think athletics like allows a person to set those goals, um, you know, personally, and then like, you know, that they're able to like have that framework, you know, as they age through life. Well, I think that ties perfectly into our last couple of questions because we always end with some advice for parents, coaches, and student athletes. So um, we typically start off with parents and coaches. 
if you have any advice for them. And I think what you were just saying ties perfectly into both those areas and then student athletes as well. You know, um, why athletics are so important in their lives and creating goals and creating good habits in sports definitely does that in, in, a, in a person's these habits that are going to last a lifetime. So um, you don't have to give a lot of advice, but if you want to just give any more advice for parents, coaches, or student athletes as well, if you have any kind of nuggets for us, let's hear about that. Um, I'll, this is going to sound weird, but don't give it a hundred percent of your time. Um, I know a lot of people that swimming was their hundred percent thing. They had Michael Phelps on their poster at home. You know, they watch the Olympics all the time. They eat, breathe, and, you know, drink chlorine water, you know, um, but they didn't perform, you know, as well as they wanted to. And so I think it's important to like do other fun things outside of your sport and, you know, give that mind somewhere else to go. And then, you know, allow it to like kind of recharge um, and then come back. Cause when I was younger, like athletics used to be like a season or like have time off in between seasons. But like, I'm kind of around like the, you know, the, you know, 18 and under, you know, area when swimming and some programs like train year round, you know, and it's very demanding. You know, the parents are always like, put them in, put them in, put them in. But like, you should be like, all right, let's have a break, you know, for a while. And then we'll put you back in you know? And so I think that's just like good for like mental health. I think it's good for like being more well-rounded as a person and like creating good habits so that you're just not going to burn out at something. And I'll tell you what, I know a lot of athletes that burned out. Like, what do you do after you're done swimming? I don't know. Like I brushed my teeth after swim practice. I showered after swim practice. I ate after swim practice, like going to a regular life after swimming, um, is really hard. So just like, um, just try to reduce that chance of burnout. You want to like quit on a good note. You know what I mean? For sure. So Elliot, that's all the questions we got for you tonight. The last thing we always do is just turn the microphone over to our guests. So anything else you want to get off your chest, any questions I didn't ask you, uh, any shout outs you want to give, like I said, the microphone is yours and you can go for it. Okay. Um, well, you know, I appreciate you having me on, you know, um, you know, nice to get a shout out every once in a while. Um, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about like, um, how I manage fitness in my adult life. This can help by some parents, maybe if they want to get into fitness. Um, so, um, I, my career, I am a telecom analyst. Um, I do a lot of project management work, but, um, more so a telecom analyst. And, um, so that's my day job. I work from home. And then I also have an in-home personal training business. So I do, um, more executive personal training. So like I travel with clients and stuff like that around the country. And, um, I also do programs with people just like in the Hastings area as well. Um, so I do that throughout the week before my other job or after my other job. And then I swim Monday, Wednesday, um, no, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday mornings, 5.30 to 6.45. And so you can see my schedule is really busy, um, but it's really important to still take time to exercise. Um, and then I also run, um, and it's also important to like reach out to other people um, to run with as well or do other things. And I run with like a guy 10 years older than me. And we just have like a conversational run for an hour every Tuesday after my swim practice. So I'll swim and then go run. And so, um, so it's important. So athletics gets more fun because like it, it, as you progress in age, because it like enhances your life. And I'm sure like, you know, how it like helps your, you know, 
what you do for an occupation and when you work out and like the correlation. And, um, and so, so that's what I do. Um, so for my work, my job, um, my, my training, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't know what else. Um, but yeah, that was like the only thing that you missed uh, or we didn't talk about was kind of like my daily occupation. Um, but just like keep striving for athletics or just like keep, keep doing something. I have people my age in their thirties playing video games all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather be running around or on a bike or, or, you know, doing something, you know, enhancing my life rather than doing this. So, for sure. um, so yeah, I think that's it for me. Awesome. Thanks, Elliot. Yep. Thank you.